Welcome to What's Next, and it's a great pleasure to welcome Garson Naidu, who's the country manager for Cisco South Africa. I mean, and Cisco at the forefront of a lot of the networking. You know, if it wasn't for Cisco, um, I don't know how much of the world would be connected right now. I don't know if we would have the discussions we're having right now when you look at our work from home has changed things, how organizations have got their staff all over the place. So, Garson, firstly, it's great to see you. Welcome to What's Next. Um, how has lockdown been treating you, firstly, and as, a, as an organization? Uh, Cisco has been doing some very interesting innovations. I mean, this is this is your in your DNA. Aki, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, in our DNA, the virtual way of working. Um, you know, I must relate a story. I joined Cisco about 10 years ago. And at that point, my manager said to me, Carson, I don't care where you are as long as you deliver and I can get a hold of you whenever I can. And it's been in our DNA, this virtual way of work. So uh, how COVID has been treating us? It's, it was a challenge, right? It's a pandemic and it's always a, it's always a challenge dealing, dealing with these things. But um, on, in the mid-March last year, we went into a global shutdown, office shutdown, right? And we mandated all our employees to work. So we took, we took the approach of looking at our employees and making sure that they are safe. That's the first thing that we did. And in that period, Aki, we have about 25,000 employees working remotely out of our, our, our 70,000 employees. And then we've got other partners as well, right? But in that period, when mid-March, when our CEO said there's a mandatory work-from-home policy in place, we went from 25,000 people working remotely to 140,000 employees and partners working, working remotely in a matter of 10 Extraordinary. days. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. And ever since then, uh, you know, we found, we found the momentum. We found the momentum of working in this, in this virtual world. To tell you in South Africa, on the 16th of March, I closed the offices in, in South Africa. On the 17th of March, we were working normally, right, virtually. Uh, mm -hmm. But there was some changes. The technology yeah. was there, absolutely, right? But it's, the, it's, it's that difference of not being in the office and how you needed to overcome that. And that was a, that was a shift that we needed to make as well as, as Cisco, even though we had the technology and we've been working like this for years. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the, I'm glad you, you, you've described how Cisco was working because you are the company that has been advocating and talking about remote working and having these technologies there for, for for decades i mean this is this is what cisco is about so um and, and and i get the fact that you guys were very ready at the beginning of march but how how did uh, you know your customers and and how was the journey for your customers when you have all this remote working happening uh, did they did they have a seamless experience as you did um because really everybody was forced to work remotely some were more ready than others but uh, what about your customers? Did you, I guess you were preaching exactly what you're telling me to your customers as you've been doing for, for years, but were your customers transitioning fairly easily to this? So, we, you know what we found? Like, you know, we, we in the tech industry have been talking about digital acceleration or digital disruption for years, yeah. right? And how it's going to change the industry, how it can benefit your organization. And the result of this crisis is that people were forced to move, right? They were forced to change. And um, as we had secured our employees, 
you know, we made available free WebEx. And, and more importantly, we made a, available the free uh, security offerings, you know, the VPN, Cisco AnyConnect, the, the Geo, the multi-factor authentication and umbrella cloud security. And that, working with our customers, they were able to get into, a, get, get into an operating model that it worked for them quickly. But the impetus to change came from the crisis, right? And, and to adopt it. Because all of these solutions that I've been talking about were delivered through the cloud, um, it was easy to, to adopt, right? From a technology point of view, to get it implemented and up and running. Yes, there were um, uh, uh, some challenges, learning challenges in terms of the way you work, and, but we helped work through organizations and help them change, right? So the customers, I think they adopted it much faster than they thought they would, right? Yeah. And uh, no, no, they came to adopt it much faster. No, absolutely, Garson. And, um, and you know, I'm hearing good feedback. And I, and I guess a lot of people are saying that, um, you know, I, I, I love hearing this uh, from, from organizations. They say what was impossible at the beginning of March soon became possible. So I guess we adapted pretty easily. And we went along and, you know, we've got through the year. We are now in 2021. Many organizations thought that this pandemic would have gone away. We'd be back to normal right now. Guess what? We're not back to normal. In fact, we are pretty more abnormal compared to where we were last year in March. And I guess it's still continuing. Um, and when you look at the restrictions and you look at the second wave, et cetera, et cetera, have your strategies as Cisco and innovations and your different protocols, have you guys tweaked and changed a lot of things to counteract and perhaps include and you know more things from the learnings you've discovered working with your customers and what their needs are? So, Aki, we absolutely take those learnings from our customers. Right? And that's why we try and keep as close as possible to our customers. The thing we're aiming for is we're aiming for a 10x better experience now than we had previously, right? So all of our innovations, and Aki, you know, you, you can rely on Cisco for innovation, right? But it's not innovation for innovation's sake. It's innovation to make an impact and make a change. Um, yes. Our Cisco purpose, as we just restated this, has been to create an inclusive future for all. Now let's, in this period, we've worked more and more and leveraging the, the technology trends in AI, machine learning, cloud, et cetera, right? uh, to create impactful things. So take Cisco WebEx, right? There's more than 50 innovations that, have, that, have, that we've uh, introduced over the past uh, year, but specifically things that make it a better experience. So translate while you speak, right? Is one of those things, right? To create a more inclusive, uh, environment. Work from home. The work from home environment is uh, is very challenging, especially if you're working in an environment, you've got your kids going to school, homeschooling, and other other noises from home that could be disturbing to a, to, a, to a corporate environment. Now, you have something in the culture of the organization that accepts that, but Cisco WebEx has now got the noise cancellation ability. You can't hear uh, the, the, the rain drips that are coming down outside my window here because on the, on the desk floor, I've got the noise cancellation on, right? So, Brilliant. And yeah, you also wouldn't, wouldn't hear my, my wife uh, talking to my son in a very loud uh, tone, trying to get him to, uh, to get his work done, right? So, so those are the innovations that are, that are happening. It has that ability to create a better experience, but I want to take it a step for, forward, a step further. You recently had a, another episode with Troy from Microsoft, right? That spoke about how somebody on a call, when during a homeschooling call, he overheard somebody that was on a business conversation, right? Because you're all now working from home. So with this 
with this noise cancellation, you can only hear me, you can't hear any other voices. Automatically, mm -hmm. it just takes all those other security concerns about sharing information and stuff like that from other, other people within the same room. So there's those innovations that are happening and you'll, con you'll continue to innovate in those areas. But the main purpose is to create this 10 times better experience. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I mean, uh, you know, it, it does look like remote working is glamorous. You're talking about working from home, but um, of course there are challenges there. And uh, I'm glad you've got that noise cancellation. And, you know, we just take it for granted. A small thing like noise cancellation, what it does to improve the entire experience of that work conversation in a professional environment that you're working in is indisputable. I mean, it's, it's, it's a wow factor, but uh, people don't realize quite what it takes to make that sort of thing happen. Um, from a technology perspective, when you look at your customers and you know remote workings, uh, you mentioned noise cancellation. What other kinds of issues uh, have arisen that your customers are telling you that you know they're facing challenges? Because really for most people working remotely is an unknown in many areas, isn't it? Yeah. Look, okay, I think working, let's, let's take just the work from home, right? In this distributed work environment that we find ourselves on, in now, security is critically important. Yes. It becomes critically important now, right? And I think the work from home environment that we face is that it's not one, one size fits all, right? There's very specific things that different people need. They need to access different things. You need to access things in the cloud. You need to access things with VPN. And what you're finding is that organizations, have, as they became resilient or as they um, wanted business continuity, they started using things in a very different way. Right? They started using cloud, they started using their stuff on premise. And then the other challenge is now with you in an organization, how do you create this experience across cloud and on premise and all, and not only just cloud, multi cloud, right? How do you create that visibility? for across your entire um, network as well as your applications and understand where the problems lie or where the bad experiences have come from, right? And you, and that's the other area that we're focusing heavily on. We're focusing heavily on understanding how the applications perform on the network. So think about the network and the network going up the stack to the applications and how mm -hmm. leveraging things like software-defined networking, how we adapt the network in a way that gives you the right experience to the end user wherever they are. And coupled to that is how do we leverage this, the network as a sensor because to, to understand what security threats they are. Interesting, because all of a sudden, um, when you look at it, your, your network is doing all sorts of other things, right? Especially in a home environment, uh, you know, your network's competing with uh, the kids doing their education, uh, people watching Netflix, for example, so there's a lot of stuff happening on the network, and I guess uh, to prioritize that traffic to get you that rich experience that you're talking about is also critical in, in the bigger scheme of things. And, and of course, optimizing that video connection. I mean, I'm just looking at you and I talking right now. There's been no break. It's been a very solid stream. It's been very, very good. Um, but, you know, COVID-19 is not going anywhere, and I guess many organizations are perhaps not going to go 100% to, to the way things were before because things are working pretty well the way they are. We do know from a company culture point of view that it's essential that you have some sort of interaction with colleagues on the work front, but I think that we are going to be, as we come out of this, moving to a more hybrid model. I don't know what your customers are talking about at Cisco, what research are you guys talking about, but where is the next big thing going to come from as we move out of COVID? 
So absolutely, Aki. I don't think we can live completely in a virtual world, right? We need there is this hybrid world that that's going to that's going to evolve. So uh, we're going to evolve into. So we're going to have this work from home, and we're going to have this physical environment, right? So from a work from home perspective, let's take safety, right? Just yes. the safety perspective, right? And safety of our employees. And if you look at the in in a standard work environment, we could very easily control the conditions in which our uh, our people worked in to make sure that they had the right ergonomics, etc. Right. So now let's take how do we use things that technologies that are becoming available like like 5G and Wi-Fi 6 or sensors in particular mm-hmm. to understand the working environment of our people, right? To make sure that they're working in the right conditions so that they because if they're safe and they're healthy, they're productive, right? It's so, great. so that I see the work from home envi- environment evolving into that in, in, into that space of how do we use sensors to make things better for us, right? In the work from home, in the physical space, there's things that we're already doing with with, uh, with WebEx. Um, I walk into a meeting room at the at the office, and I could uh, WebEx actually tells me whether I'm wearing a mask or not. Or WebEx tells me how many people are in the room where you're supposed to, and using video analytics and using um, location-based analytics, you understand how many people are within the within your offices, so that you you make sure that you 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 protecting the, your people by adhering to the, the, the social distancing and etc. Right. So it's I think that trend we can see evolving towards how we use video video analytics and and, uh, and uh, location-based analytics and tech, right, in general, to create a better work experience. But now, we've got to look forward beyond that, right, beyond just us, that typical office workers. 60% of our global workforce, or workforce in general, is not office-based, right? How do we start impacting them and leveraging the benefits that we saw from this digital acceleration, right? Now, we, we accelerated digitization, and basically the crisis helped us to do that. I think we need to learn from that, right? And we need to not lose the, the, the benefits that we got from that and think, start thinking about how do we quickly adopt technology to do other things for us that are going to benefit us. Let's take the safety thing, right? Safety in general, uh, mining, right? Sensors on miners to understand what conditions they're working on and whether they are in a safe, a safe area. Automated mining vehicles, right? These things we've been using to keep uh, to keep mine uh, miners safe, right? So those are the other areas, and health I think is a critically important yeah, yeah. area where we can, where we can benefit. Okay, you know we've got something called uh, Cisco, uh, CDA, so it's Cisco Country Digitization Acceleration. It's a 140 million rand investment that we made in South Africa to accelerate digitization. When the pandemic hit, and when the crisis hit, and when we saw the healthcare workers under enormous pressure. I, I we, we actually did some work and created it uh, under telemedicine project or tele telemedicine project a trolley that had a Cisco DX on it, uh, LTE router so it can connect to the cloud and not, not worry about connectivity, a UPS on it, and doctors, experienced doctors could help junior doctors at the bedside of a patient patient with HD quality so they could actually look at the patient and see what's going on. And that's created, a huge, that's created a huge impact. I mean, we'll continue to do work in that area as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Listen, I mean, I, I've got to be honest with you, to, and I'm not saying it because I'm talking to you, but some of my highlights of my travels in the tech world have been to, for example, the Cisco conferences, uh, you know, because I, the kinds of innovations that you guys are working with are, are, are mind-blowing. But for me, the one thing that has stood out for me 
for a very, very long time. I'll go back to 2010, and it relates to what we're talking about right now with video conferencing and the new way of doing things. And I want to ask you guys how far you are with this technology. But it was the year of the World Cup, and there was a big conference, which I was MC at, at the uh, uh, Cape Town International Convention Center. It was the Computer Engineers Association. It was the global conference that was being held. And I will never forget this for as long as I live because I interviewed your then CEO, John Chambers. He was sitting in California and I interviewed him on the stage using hologram technology. And he literally was right there on the stage. Uh, of course, at that time, you know, to produce that, you need massive amounts of bandwidth, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the parameters have changed. You know, bandwidth is, uh, is, has been democratized and you can do these kind of things. But the reality of talking to John Chambers as if he was right in front of me using hologram technology powered by Cisco, and that I'm going back 11 years, how far are we away from those kind of technologies being more commercialized and affordable to be used in this kind of environment like we are now? Yeah, Aki, I, uh, I recall that, and that was uh, that was incredible, right? Watching a hologram, right, and especially talking to John, John Chambers. So I think where we're focusing on now, we've always focused on the experience, right? We've always focused on the immersive experience, right? Now we how we create this this immersive experience in a way that we optimize the bandwidth as well, right? So I think we'll continue continue to do that work and 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 make sure that it is an immersive experience. I think where we're going to now is understanding how more around tying onto the trends of virtual reality and augmented reality. I think that's that's going to be a trend that we're gonna that we're gonna see. Um, we uh, we're working on more and more going forward, especially with things like the five G Wi-Fi six. Yes. Um, that's 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 going to be enabling that now, right? So I think you're going to see a lot more work in that space. Whether you're going to see John Chambers on hologram again, I'm not I'm not sure. Okay, but I can yeah. certainly tell you the augmented and virtual reality is certainly something that we're going to see more and more of. Especially if you're looking at things like uh, take our country for example, right, where we where we may have scarce skills and we want to get the skills out into the the more remote areas, right? Augmented and virtual reality helps us do that. It also helps us train people, right? It helps us train the people uh, that in the in the outlying areas um, using this uh, this type of technology. So I think it's it's about how we use the technology, leverage it to make an impact, right? So that we create this inclusive future for all. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic talking to you, Garson Naidu, the country manager for Cisco South Africa, sharing some interesting insights on the lockdown and the continuing lockdown and how our work, work life and remote work life has changed dramatically our, and how it continues to evolve. So, Garson, thank you so much for your time. Wish you well and do stay in touch uh, with these Cisco innovations. Uh, fascinating chatting to you. Thank you for joining us on What's Next. Thanks for having me, Aki. Great pleasure.